Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is New Bedford's news talk station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSL. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500. Or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us. Or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And welcome back in. It is the second hour of the program. And we've already been having some fun. But welcome aboard if you are just getting up now. And hopefully... You enjoy hearing this voice waking you up in the morning because I'm going to be with you for the time being, but normally you would hear me from 9 to noon. Today, Brian Thomas will be in for me from 9 to noon. So uh, we're looking forward to having some very interesting conversations with you. In the first hour, we talked a little bit about the Celtics. We talked about uh, an article I have up at WBSM.com, and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later, uh, about the mispronunciation of a local South Coast town name that drives me nuts and probably would irk you too as well. Uh, We can also talk about that story. I definitely want to get into that story that you just heard Kate talking about, about the uh, lottery scam in Lakeville. What, I mean, just trying to steal a $3 million ticket from somebody and the circumstances around it are just, the, the way that this all went down, it's just astounding that it, that it happened that way. But we can get into all of that. We can also take your phone calls, your app chat messages, your open line voicemails on the app. But, of course, the good old-fashioned way at 508-996-0500, we have somebody who's been patiently waiting. Good morning. You are on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Hey, how's it going? It's going. So you're you're up early. You're up early every day, right? Uh, I used to tell Phil that I'm up as early as the, what's that, the Charlie Kirk show? Yeah, oh, wow. So right, before, uh, <laughs> right before uh, the the morning slot kicks in, you know, I'm I'm usually up listening to him, and but what, yeah, what time I'm do you in go to shower traffic right now? So what time do you go to watch. bed usually? Uh it depends. Ten, ten, eleven o'clock at night. No, it's not you know? too bad. I drive I drive a truck, so it's you know, I I gotta get up and yeah, you want to beat you want to beat everybody out there, right? Well, try trying to. That's the plan. <laughs> Dealing with these knuckleheads over on 93 North right now. I'm like, uh, about about well, four miles away from Boston, but it's saying that I'm about I'm going to be. It's going to be about 45 minutes to an hour before I get to where I got to go. See, so for people commuting, an hour and a half train ride is not that bad of a of an option. Uh, it depends. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, from New Bedford. I mean, it's not. It doesn't seem too too bad, but that's that's going to be a a trial and error type of thing for a lot of people. I have a feeling, you know. Yeah. They're going to try it, and they're going to find out that, you know, it's not all hyped up to what it is, you know. Well, you want my you want my, uh, you want want my my opinion on that, Real? What, what's your opinion and, on it? Uh, it's going to be a lot of drug smuggling coming from Boston to New Bedford and the other way around, but New Bedford to Boston. Really? It's going to be the cheapest and easiest way to get drugs into the biggest, the biggest cities. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. You, you, you don't think somebody would rather just do that in a car? Uh, I don't know. I mean, hey, I think... That's just my opinion. 
Okay. Well, well, no, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. But um, but yeah, no, I I I, I was happy to hear your voice this morning. I says oh, he's on uh, Phil Showall the morning segment now, segment now, and I said I'm glad to hear that he's not starting it off spewing his liberal ideology. <laughs> we'll save that for t- o'clock we'll, in the morning. <laughs> we'll we'll save that for tomorrow at six a.m. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I'll be listening to Brian at nine. I'll, I'll look forward to that. Hey, I I, I, had a, I got a question for you real quick. Um, a big a big idol in uh, the the morning slot was was Big Al at one point. Mm-hmm. Does anybody have any? Uh, does anybody have any like update on him? Uh, the um, the last I heard, they had found him a place, but uh, I don't I don't remember all the details that I heard. Yeah, because I I listen to Phil, you know, every morning. And I don't I don't ever hear him call in anymore. I I barely ever hear him unless I miss it. You know what I mean? But I usually listen to him religiously every morning, so I don't I haven't heard from him in a while. So I, I was just curious if anybody's uh, got any updates on him. You know, I know I know Phil has been in contact with him. So yeah. I mean, hopefully hopefully it's just a matter of he doesn't have a you know he's in a new place, doesn't have a phone yet, and once he does, he'll start calling yeah. in. Yeah, that's the power of radio right there for everybody listening. You know, you, you don't know these people from a hole in the wall, but you get to start knowing their voice and everything, and if you, if you kind of feel like you have a connection with these people, you know? Oh, I, I can't even tell you the amount of things that are done behind the scenes that never even make it to air, especially stuff that Phil oh, yeah, did over sure. the years that nobody ever knew anything about. Right, right, yeah, I'm sure. All right, Tim, well, All right. good luck. Well, and same for you with that traffic. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks, man. All right, have a good day. All right, see ya. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you? I was hoping to be the first caller in your new time slot, replacing a legend. You yourself were a superstar on the paranormal, but I had to go move my truck, and then I, had some, I was talking to somebody, and then I put my radio on in the truck, and all of a sudden, it was quarter of seven. So, but in the gist of what that gentleman was just saying, you're replacing a legend like Phil. And in the first 45 minutes, I didn't hear you talk about the retirement of a legend last night at the Zyperia. What are you, in a paranormal experience I, right now? I thought I thought there was one more show. I thought they were doing two shows. They did one Friday and one oh, okay. last night. All right. I thought, it, for some reason, I thought it was Sunday and Monday. So you were in the middle of a paranormal experience. <laughs> okay, I understand. Uh, well, it's what we call a time slip in the paranormal world. But yeah, no, I mean, in in I mean, I'm a, did you go to either one of the shows? I went last night, and and it, it was, was I'm sure incredible. it was emotional, emotional, incredible. And during "Don't Take Away the Music," I'll say it. You know, I'm not a macho guy like that. Um, I get teared up that song, you know. But um, he 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 is the same person when you talk to him at a table. And what you saw on the stage last night. And they made homage to their mom and the parents and a lot of their friends. And um, the last song they did, uh, Heaven Must Be Missing an Angel. And um, that's appropriate. Um, their mom was their angel and their dad, you know, and um, just really fun, energetic. The opening the opening group was with Jackie Santos as a drummer and some, uh, a mix of some of his students from Berkeley. And... Um, the, the drummer just set the tempo all night long. Um, great, great show. A lot of people in tears. Um, saw some people I haven't seen since before COVID. Some even longer than that. Um, it, it was just really, really amazing. Um, and Shawnee, <laughs> saw Shawnee. She, she came up. She says, "I know. Don't say it. I look like a peach." It was all in like Georgia peach colors, <laughs> like a one piece. It was great. So. 
Well, uh, and, 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 you know, just because Chubby's retiring, I mean, he'll, I'm sure people will still see him around. He'll still be part. Sure. You know you, you know how he is behind like the scenes. Phil, just like Phil. The right. exact same thing. He's always pushing young talent and helping younger people out and offering advice. So, you know, just because he might be done performing, I, I don't think he's done done. No, no, absolutely. He's not going to go crawl up in a hole. No, that's not him. That's not his style. Too personable. And that was the show. If somebody said to me, can you name one, put one word on it? The show was personable. There you go. That's and what it was meant to be. So there was another Always a pleasure, and you know I'll be harassing you here in this slot. Well, I, I welcome it. I know you wouldn't expect less of me. You'd be after like two or three calls. Like, what's going on with him? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. You have you a good well, day, Phil. Friend. Take it easy. Bye bye. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. And uh, yeah, no, I didn't get a chance to to go to those shows, but uh, I saw some people posting on social media. And of course, the Zyterians usually pretty good about putting up some some crowd photos uh, as well on on their page, and you can just see how emotional folks were about it. But that in the end, you know, it was just a, it was just a good time. Like that's that's what Tavares always meant to people. It just meant a good time. And uh, speaking of good times and and, and New Bedford performers too, uh, a friend of mine went uh, a couple of friends of mine who I met when I went to the Tiffany concert at City Winery in Boston. Uh, they posted up that it was a great show with John Cafferty and Beaver Brown up there on, on Saturday. And I wanted to go to that, too. In fact, I took Spooky South Coast off so I could try to go. But then, you know, life kind of got in the way and I couldn't make it up there. But that's a that's a great venue to go up to. Easy to get to. You get off at the uh, Government Center exit. You park in the Haymarket garage. You walk right across the street. You come out, you get back in the garage, get in your car. You're basically just driving across the street to get back into the tunnel. It's super easy, and uh, it's a great place for a show. But I, again, I didn't, I didn't make it out. So my my long drought of not seeing Beaver Brown live continues. I think it was 1991 <laughs> was the last time I got to see them live. Well, the one and only. But um, certainly, you know, there's a lot of great musical talent in this area. And we are lucky that we have had legends that have come out of this area, but we also have a great younger generation that's coming up as well. So, you know, someday people are going to be saying the same kind of things about people like, oh, I mean, just look at some of the bands around here that have had success. Look at Quinn Sullivan, who's been, a you know, an international superstar now in the blues world. I mean, you've got people, and now he's branching out even beyond blues. So you've got people who, you know, someday when they retire will be spoken of in the same breath as someone like a Chubby Tavares. And maybe they will be Grammy winners as well. 508-996-0500. If you want to call in and chime in, you can also send us uh, app chat messages via the WBSM app. You can also send us open line voicemails during the WBSM app, and we can play those on the air. So that's a nice option if you are unable to call in live, as some people are. I know especially this time of day, this time of the morning, you've got a lot of stuff going on. You're running around, you're doing all kinds of different things, and you can't, you don't have time to wait and call in, or maybe it's the news when you would have called in, so you can't really sit and hold on sit on hold during the news, you can send us that recorded message and we can actually play it on the air as well. You can also send us those app chat messages like Sunny 62 and a cushion it. I agree. Only drugs and riffraff into the city coming down from the train. Um, I mean, people probably suspected the same thing from the bus as well, right? I mean, I know the bus became more expensive over time, but I wouldn't say that the bus was a huge contributor to that. I don't know that the train will be either. I mean, to suspect that there's got to be people even riding the train, which some folks feel there won't even be that happening. Uh, then Blue Googs in Fairhaven says, 
Hey, Timmy Daddy. Oh, no. Looks like my morning drive to work is going to be boring. Timmy Daddy on the morning show. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry, Blue Googs. Sorry that uh, we're not going to be able to entertain you. I mean, it's the same show that you were listening to from 9 to 12, so I'm sure you'll still listen every day and you'll still send app chat messages every day because you just, you can't quit me. As much as you want to, you can't quit me. You just, you'd miss me too much if you didn't hear me at some point in your morning every day. So, and yeah, you can harass me in the app chat too, as so many people do. Uh, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. The, I mean, I, I get worked up about them sometimes, but in the end, I can promise you nine o'clock comes, I walk out of the studio. I don't think about those people at all, unless I'm going to take them and turn them into a bit or use them for some kind of promotion on social media, which keep in mind your app chat messages are public viewing. They can be public viewing. That's part of the agreement. We can use them in promotion. So just think about that. All right, 508-996-0500. We're going to take a break. Be back in a few moments. Welcome back in. 508-996-0500 is the number. Uh, what's, what's one of your favorite things to drink? One of my favorite things to drink is lemonade. I drink a lot of lemonade. Uh, I have it pretty much year-round, but especially in the summertime, I'll always have it in the fridge. And, uh, you know, I try a lot of different brands. I have a lot of the low-sugar lemonade, which is actually really good. You can get some of that zero-sugar lemonade. It tastes way better than you think that it will. But, of course, when it comes to summertime when it comes to lemonade i always think about lemonade day and bay coast bank proudly presents the eighth annual lemonade day south coast this beloved event is returning on saturday june 24th you can get registered today at southcoastlemonadeday.org and your kids will be on their way to being a small business owner and earning their own money so if you are not familiar with this basically it's a day where lemonade stands are set up all across the South Coast. And then folks get in their cars and they just try to go. We put out a little map and all the information about all the different stands. And people just get in the car and go. And they visit all these young entrepreneurs and they help them raise money. A lot of them raise money for, you know, because they want to buy themselves something, right? But so many kids out there are raising money for charity with their lemonade stands. So it's a way to also help the rest of the community in addition to teaching these kids how to be small business owners and how to earn their own money. Lemonade Day is made possible with community support from JT Realty Insurance Group and Precise Inc. And you can check it out at um, if you go to LemonadeDaySouthCoast.org. Again, lemon, I'm sorry, SouthCoastLemonadeDay.org. SouthCoastLemonadeDay.org. You can see all of the information there about how to sign up, about how to get the little packet with all the information of how to help your kids start their own lemonade stand. And then, of course, we will keep updating that throughout the course of the next couple of weeks as we find out where these stands are going to be. And we'll let you know so that when you want to get in the car and get out there, you'll be able to. And you know what? When you do that, when you're out there on Lemonade Day, you can let us know what you think about it by sending in those open line voicemails. You can send us photos via the WBSM app. 
So if you have a, a child who is taking part in this or a grandchild that's taking part in this or a neighbor, you can send that photo in right through the WBSM app with the send audio video button. That also allows you to send photos too. And I'll give you a, give you a little hint. It's also the same button as the open line button. So when you hit it, it asks you what kind of media you want to send. You can send in those photos. We try to get out to all of them and take photos and make a nice list gallery. But, of course, we'll always take your photos as well because sometimes there's moments that we can't capture. You know, we're not there for some of the important moments of these kids starting off their own businesses. And I love it. Unfortunately, I'm going to be on Block Island that weekend for a paranormal thing. But I would normally I would want to get in the car and just go around and visit all of those stands. And it costs me very little money to spend a morning making everybody's day and teaching them about business and making a lot of pit stops along the way to use the restroom because I drink a lot of lemonade. And you know what's great about it too? Every kid has their own different recipe. Everybody makes it a little bit different and they get really creative with it too. They come out with different flavors they come out with different ideas. Some, some kids do a frozen lemonade. Uh, a lot of them will bake little treats to sell as well. I mean, it really is a special day. So hopefully you can take part in it, and we'll be letting you know more about it as, a, as it gets closer. But it's, it's certainly one of the days that we can celebrate young people here on the South Coast, and we can celebrate teaching them how to be young entrepreneurs and how to be their own business owners. And I am a big fan of supporting young kids starting their own businesses. I think some one day some of these kids is going to become one of these kids is going to become the next Dell. I'm just going to make that prediction right now. They'll become the next Dell. All right. Well, why don't we go into the next Walter Cronkite with Kate Robinson in the WPSM newsroom. Good morning. At least six people are dead after a powerful cyclone ripped through areas of Bangladesh and Myanmar. Cyclone Mocha also destroyed up to 90% of a city in Myanmar's western Rakhine state, according to BBC News. Mocha intensified to the equivalent of a Category 5 storm, but did not make landfall at the sprawling refugee camp called Cox's Bazaar, as earlier feared. It still tore apart hundreds of makeshift shelters. The Burmese military has declared the whole state as a natural disaster area. U.S. President Biden wants states to help strengthen background checks on gun buyers younger than 21 to slow the pace of mass shootings. He made the appeal in a weekend op-ed in USA Today. Biden wrote that he'll call for states to enact laws that give the federal background check system, quote, access to all records that could prohibit someone under age 21 from purchasing a firearm. Ukrainian President Zelensky says an upcoming military counteroffensive is aimed at freeing occupied territory in his nation. Mark Mayfield with the story. Speaking in Berlin on Sunday, Zelensky said, We don't attack Russian territory. We liberate our own legitimate territory. He spoke at a joint news conference with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz hours after Germany announced a $3 billion military assistance package for Ukraine. Zelensky's trip to Germany is his first since Russia invaded his country last year. I'm Mark Mayfield. 
The federal government may have numerous critics related to the southern border, but the mayor of El Paso is not one of them. Mayor Oscar Leeser said on CBS's Face the Nation that the Department of Homeland Security and FEMA, quote, really stepped up to get his city the resources they need. The mayor added that Border Patrol was helping undocumented migrants properly register and move forward, something he said hadn't been done before. President Biden is remaining optimistic as debt ceiling talks with congressional leaders are expected to pick back up this week. Speaking to reporters Sunday in Delaware, he said there's a desire on both sides to reach an agreement. Biden, along with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and others, are planning to reconvene Tuesday to discuss the budget and how to avoid a federal default. Congresswoman Lauren Underwood is pushing legislation to protect the health of mothers in the U.S. The Illinois Democrat said on CBS's Face the Nation the U.S. leads the industrialized world in maternal death. She noted that black, Hispanic, and Native Americans are at the greatest risk to die of pregnancy-related complications. Community members in Buffalo, New York, are marking the one-year anniversary of a racially motivated mass shooting that left 10 African Americans dead. Trey Thomas reports. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer spoke Sunday as the victims were remembered with a moment of silence at Topps Friendly Market. We've all come together to feel the pain that we felt that day and still feel today, but also the resolution that we are not just going to feel pain we are going to do some, make some good come of this. New York Governor Kathy Hochul was also on hand. We are here for you, because that's what we do. Buffalo is a city, not just good neighbors, but a city of love. The gunman was sentenced to life in prison earlier this year. Paul DeCastro, NBC News Radio, New York. Meanwhile, President Biden wants states to help strengthen background checks on gun buyers younger than 21. He made the appeal in a weekend op-ed in USA Today. And the Writers Guild of America strike is ongoing. The strike began after the WGA's contract with the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers expired May 2nd. The Writers Guild of America is seeking changes, including improved compensation increases for writers. In sports, the Celtics are moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. Boston beat the Philadelphia 76ers 112-88 in Game 7 at TD Garden. On Wednesday night, the Seas host the Miami Heat in Game 1. And the Red Sox lost to the St. Louis Cardinals Sunday night 9-1. Next game with the Seattle Mariners tonight. Now for a look at your local forecast from ABC6. Well, we kick off the week with some mild temperatures, but we do have some cooler air that's going to return by midweek. For today, we're going to warm up very quickly. We'll see some light winds out of the west, mostly sunny skies for today with a high reaching about 73. Overnight tonight, we're going to get down into about 52 degrees and for tomorrow, partly cloudy skies, breezy and warm, high of 75. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Skylar Spindler on New Bedford's News Talk Station 1420 WBSM. Right now it is 53 degrees and sunny. I'm Kate Robinson for WBSM News. Stay up to date with WBSM, New Bedford's news talk station. And get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Welcome back in 508 996 0500. 
You can also send us in app chat messages via the WBSM app. You can also send us open line voicemails via the WBSM app. And uh, during the news, as I was listening to Kate give us all of the uh, the stories that are going on this morning, I was enjoying my my breakfast, my overnight oats, which if you haven't tried this yet, it's a, it's a very helpful thing in the morning when you're not sure how much time you're going to have. And I've been, I've been eating them now for about a month. And I have not, not gotten sick of it yet. And I think it's because uh, there's a lot of opportunity for variety. But I, I don't know if you're familiar with what these overnight oats are. But what you do is you take some oatmeal, dry oatmeal. can't be instant. It has to be the old-fashioned oats. So you get those, you pour them into a bowl or a container. Some people put it in a glass, whatever it is that you're going to put them into. And then you can pour water or milk over them. And you can put some different things in them. I put blueberries in them. Sometimes I put, you know, I like to do a little splash of vanilla and then blueberries. Some mornings I do, or some, actually I prepare it at night. Some nights I'll do a little cinnamon and some raisins. And whatever it is, you just kind of cover it and you figure out the mixture that works for you. But I basically just cover it over with a little bit of low-fat milk and then I put it in the fridge and leave it in there for six, seven hours. And in the morning, it's nice and soft and you're ready to eat it. So the sitting there and, and soaking up the liquid, you can use water if you want. I prefer to use milk. I've used whole milk too, but I it to me... It, kind of overpowers the oats a little bit, but it's uh, it makes for a good, easy breakfast that you can eat when you're, I don't know, riding South Coast Rail into Boston. Or if you're like John, stuck in the car and waiting to get to Boston, uh, you can actually do that because uh, it's really handy and easy to do. So I recommend it. Look it up online. There's all kinds of different recipes for it. It's super easy to make, and really you can experiment as much as you want. I think uh, next time I think I'm going to get some craisins and put those in because I, I like craisins and hot oatmeal, so I'm assuming I'll like it in this too. And you can heat up the overnight oats if you want to, but you don't need to. You can just take it right as is and dig in with a spoon, and it's very good, very filling, and a good way to start the day. As I'm trying to eat, I usually don't eat breakfast, but I'm trying to eat breakfast more so that it doesn't make me, I used to be starving when I would get out of the show at noon. And I would just be like, ah, I can't do anything until I get lunch. I can't. And I wouldn't be able to think because I wouldn't have eaten since the night before. So this is a way to kind of satiate me early without having to have something, you know, heavy or something that would take a lot of time to prepare. So check it out if it's something that you are interested in. Also, something you can check out, too, is uh, the story that Kate was mentioning in the news earlier. And I said that I would bring up. And that is this this lottery scheme that happened in Lakeville. And what happened was the, the woman who was working at the store is the person who was indicted. So two people were indicted by a grand jury, uh, Plymouth County grand jury for stealing a $3 million lottery ticket. And the way that the charge, the way that the indictments claim that this happened is that this woman, Carly Nunes was working at, the Sava's liquor store, liquor store, and a man came in to buy some lottery tickets. He purchased, and, and the DA's press release on this got super specific. I didn't put all the details in the story when I wrote it up Friday, but it got super specific. Like he, they said he went in to buy a bag of barbecue-flavored potato chips. I just put potato chips because we don't, we don't need to judge him on the fact that he bought barbecue potato chips, which are literally the worst potato chips 
I do not like barbecue chips. And if you do, that's great for you. But I judge people that go in there and buy barbecue chips. So I'm just kidding. So he went in there and he bought a bag of chips, two quick picks for the Mega Millions with the multiplier, and two tickets from the mass cash drawing. So she was working, Nunes was working as the clerk. She's the one who put in his lottery order and then rang up his order at the register. He left with the chips, but he left the lottery tickets behind in the lottery terminal tray. That evening, his mass millions numbers came up with the $3 million prize. He, he, he won $3 million, but he couldn't find the tickets. He just assumed that he left them behind. Now, I'm going to guess that he didn't, he didn't know that his numbers came up because, again, they were quick picks. So he probably didn't memorize the numbers that he had. And if he didn't really take the ticket out of the tray, he probably never even looked at them. So he didn't know that he was a $3 million winner, but he's, here's the jackpot. And he's like, oh, well, let me check my tickets. And then he looks around and he can't find them anywhere. I mean, ah, well, whatever. I must have just misplaced them. They're probably not a winner anyway. What happened is somebody else had come into the store after he you know, came in and got his tickets. And then Nunes printed up and handed the tickets to that person who bought five lottery tickets. And then when that person realized that there were two extras, he gave them back to, to Nunes, who, according to the DA's office, said, oh, they must have belonged to him, meaning the victim. So she, she said, oh, that must have been you know, the guy that came in before. Those must have been his tickets. So that was on January let me get you the exact date here. January 17th. On January 19th, she went with a coworker and her boyfriend to go cash in that winning ticket. And when she went to go cash in the winning ticket, she went in and said, you know, I, I think I have a winner. And when they saw the ticket, they looked at, well, first of all, they, they checked to make sure that she was a winner and told her, like, yes, you're, you're a winner of a $3 million jackpot. But when they looked at the ticket, they realized, like, this ticket is it's all burnt up and it's torn. Like, what, what went on here? And she claims that she mistakenly tore the ticket when removing it from her wallet and the burn marks were the result of accidentally placing the ticket on a pipe. This, this is what the DA's office said she claimed. And then when she went out into the hallway, her and the guy who drove her and her boyfriend to the lottery office got into an argument about how much of that money he was going to give her. Uh, she was going to give him. Apparently, he wanted $200,000 Well, she would only give him $200,000. He, he wanted more. And think about this. If you've got somebody, if you, she had to have explained to him what happened, right? He had to have known. He had to have been in on it. She told the lottery she bought it after her shift, but I'm sure the guy who drove her there knew what was going on, right? But they charged him as such. So when you've got somebody in a position like that, you're like, wait, that ticket's worth $3 million? Well, I want a million and a half or else I'm going to tell. She's like, no, I'm going to give you $200,000. Well, 
So they get into an argument out in the hallway. And the lottery officials hear them arguing. And then they take her into a room and they start interviewing her about what's going on. And then they realize that the story sounds fishy. And so they call the state police. And the state police begin investigating and they find out that she didn't buy the ticket. That she took somebody else's ticket that they had paid for. And then they were able to track down, Lakeville police and state police were able to track down the man who actually bought the ticket by using the surveillance footage from the store, putting it out there, and they were able to figure out who this guy was. And now the lottery is going to honor giving him the $3 million. And uh, this woman, Carly Nunes, and the person who drove her there, Joseph Redham, now both have been indicted. Nunes is indicted with one count each of larceny from a building, attempted larceny, presentation of a false claim, and witness intimidation. And Redham is charged with one count of attempted extortion because he tried to get he tried to get the money out of her that she was attempting to steal. So he is indicted for extortion. Again, these are all allegations. I have to say allegedly for all of this, but he tried to extort her of the money that she was stealing. So he gets charged, and she gets charged on top of that. But what? It really is like if they had just taken their fight outside or waited until they got into the car to fight about it, they would have gotten away with it. They only got caught because they had to fight in the hallway where lottery agents heard them. Lottery officials heard them. And then the question actually does come up. And I'm sure the jury, the grand jury had to think about this. If somebody buys a ticket and leaves it behind... Is it still their property? I think by the letter of the law, it is. But I can understand, too, why they might try to use that as a defense. Like, hey, he left it behind. But then when you started lying about it, well, now you're now that's conspiracy and all kinds of issues. But just what a story. And uh, we'll, we'll follow along with it. We'll let you know how it turns out. But right now, they've, they've been indicted on charges associated with trying to steal a $3 million lottery ticket. You can read more about it at WBSM.com and on the app. We'll be right back. And uh, Smokey in New Bedford says via app chat, I miss Phil. What time is the lineup today? Are you done at 9? Yes, I'll be done at 9. Brian Thomas will be in uh, at 9, and he will have you till noon. And then uh, Barry will be back after Bill O'Reilly later on. And uh, let's go to the phones, 508-996-0500. You are next on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. Oh, okay. You waited all that long, all that time to hang up, I guess? Okay, well, uh, maybe that is just a glitch on their end. Call back. We will be joined in the next hour by Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light. We normally turn on the light. Uh, at the 11 o'clock hour on Mondays, but we're going to turn on the light a little bit early, so we'll be talking with him coming up in the next hour and still taking your phone calls, 508-996-0500. WBSM is saving you money on delicious food at SeizeTheDeal.com. Right now, you can score a $25 gift certificate to Pizzoni's Pizza in South Dartmouth for just $12.50. That means you can get their amazing subs, pizzas, salads, and more for half the price. You can get your gift certificates now at SeizeTheDeal.com. This deal ends on Friday, May 26th. So this is a deal where you don't have to worry so much about the number of them selling out. We have a whole bunch on there for you. 
but you have to worry about the time running out to be able to get them. So you can purchase them all week long at SeizeTheDeal.com. Go there right now, and you can get $25 to Paisoni's Pizza in South Dartmouth for just $12.50. And we're always saving you money at SeizeTheDeal.com. You should make it a place that you go to each and every morning. If you want to uh, send us an app chat message, you can. Always whining in New Bedford says, uh, I hope WBSM has a plan and it ain't you. Well, I hope that you sleep in if that's the case. Because uh, we are all pitching in. We're all doing our part here. Uh, Of course, nobody's going to replace Phil. But we want to make sure that you can still get up and get your morning started right every day. And you're going to have me for the time being. So if you don't like it, there's always other things you can do. There's other things you can listen to. You know what? If you don't like me, maybe maybe you just listen to music. Maybe you put on Fun 107. Listen to the Fun 107 morning show. Listen to Michael and Maddie instead, who are actually out on the road today. I hope they bring back some food from whatever restaurant they're broadcasting from. But, uh, yeah, you're going to have me for the time being, so... If you don't like that, I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. Speaking of cup of tea, I've just about finished my second one here. I'm going to have to get a third one here as we uh, get ready for turning on the light with Jack Spillane. He's going to be joining us coming up. And uh, we will take your phone calls throughout the hour at 508-996-0500 as we talk about different things going on in the city. Uh, But uh, right now, I'm going to take my final break of this hour. We'll be back in a few. All right, we'll go right back to the phones. Good morning. You were on WBSM. Hi, Tim. I just wanted to welcome you to your, like, new, hopefully, your new slot. I think that your your personality is cut out for, like, a morning show um, because you're not... You won't make anyone lose their appetite when they're having breakfast. Um, and you listen respectfully to both sides. Well, so thank you. I just, yeah, I just say welcome. Well, thank you so much. And and so far, so good. I got up on time today. We'll see what happens well, tomorrow. Good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, if there's, uh, if there's ever a morning that you hear uh, Kate finish the news and then it's dead air after that. I shouldn't say that. Like, I'm just going to curse myself. Uh, But I, for the most part, you know, when I had my Saturday morning show, I never had an issue except for that one time. There was that one time that I didn't wake up on time and I don't know what happened. It was kind of early in my run. So I'd been here maybe for a couple of months. And it was weird when I started because I started and I did like a, a couple of months and then something happened with the paperwork of, uh, of formally hiring me. So I had to go off the air for a bit until they got all that finalized. And then when I came back, uh, I was a couple weeks into returning and one Saturday morning I overslept and I woke up at like 645, supposed to be on the air at six, woke up at 645. You know, I lived 20 minutes away. So it was going to be, you know, after seven before I got in anyway, I'm struggling to find all my clothes, find my shoes, get ready to leave and all of that. And I hear, I'm listening in when I get in the car on the radio and I hear poor Jen Vasta, our former news anchor for the Saturday morning shift, and she's just trying to stretch. She's just trying to stretch until I could get here, and she's running out of things to say. She doesn't have the ability in the news booth at the time to go to a commercial break, so all she can do is sit there and just keep talking. And she's looking, and at the time, you know, we didn't, we have a computer in there and she can look stuff up on the internet, but she's, you know, just kind of, stream of consciousness, whatever pops into her head. 
And I came in and I said, you know, if they want to fire me because I was late, you'd be the perfect person to take over because you were doing a good job despite, you know, the limitations of what you were doing. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But I hope I didn't curse myself. Knock on for Micah. Uh, but we will uh, take a break coming up for the news. We will have the ABC News with all your national and international headlines. And then coming up after that will be Kate Robinson in the WBSM newsroom with all your local news. Then on the other side, we're going to take a segment that we normally do at 11 o'clock on a Monday where we turn on the light with Jack Blaine of New Bedford Light. We're going to be doing that during... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.